Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Canada's women's soccer team was back on the pitch yesterday, training yesterday in Florida, but they didn't want to be there. They made that pretty clear that they were doing it under protest. It was the latest uh, chapter in what's turned into a pretty bitter dispute that's gone on for quite a while, but sort of reached a peak earlier in the weekend when uh, the Canadian women's team said, that's it, we're done. We're not training and we're not taking part in the tournament. Uh, so let's find out exactly how we got to that point and where we might be going. We're going to chat with Derek Van Deest, who is a multimedia sports journalist for the Edmonton Sun and Journal and a national soccer columnist for Post Media. Derek, thanks for joining us. Always appreciate your time. Morning, Shay. How are you doing this morning? I'm great. How are you doing? Good, thank you. So let's go to the lead up here. I mean, this has been a, a discussion that's gone on for some time. I think most of our listeners know that there's been, you know, always a discussion about equity and women being treated fairly by uh, Soccer Canada. What happened uh, leading up to the point where the women's team said, that's it, we're out? Well, I think what happened was, this is these are conversations that have been going on for a while. And I think um, this really falls on the leadership of Canada Soccer because it seems like they had a similar problem with the men's team last year in June. Um, where they were supposed to be negotiating contracts and it looked like they were kind of dragging their feet. And then it, it got to a point where the men said, we're not going to play anymore. We're not going to play until we deal with this contract situation. And I believe it's a similar situation with the women's team. The women's team is preparing uh, for a, a tournament coming up. They, they play on Thursday against the United States in, in a tournament called the She Believes Cup. It's a four-team tournament. And this is kind of a, a lead-on to the, to the Women's World Cup this summer in Australia and New Zealand, where Canada have qualified, but not only have they qualified, they're they're expected to be a contender to win the tournament. The, the, the women's team is among one of the best in the world. They're the defending Olympic champions, and I think just it's it's gotten to a point where they're trying to negotiate a new contract. They want uh, kind of similar terms to what the men eventually uh, agreed to, and the men are all uh, on board with that. They say yes, they should get the the same financial. Um, uh, compensation that we got, they should get the same financial compensation or in, in, in terms of that. And I think it just got to a point where um, Canada soccer was kind of dragging its feet. They didn't want to get the negotiations going. And the the women are said, this is enough is enough. Like we have to get this thing going. We, we need this, this, this contract worked out. And unfortunately it, it, it come to a head again. And, and this I, to me, this calls, squarely on the executive of Canada Soccer. And, and the executive says, yeah, we will have a new deal. We'll, we'll deal with this. And pay equity will be sort of the, the, the bedrock of this new deal. But leading up to it, that certainly has not been the case, right, Derek? I mean, the women have a legitimate grievance here. I think they do. I think they, they have a legitimate grievance. They're not compensated as well as the men. And, and they should be, in a sense, uh, at least percentage-wise, they should they should get what they're worth. And I think this this women's team, I think, carried this program for yeah. a long, long time. Before before the men were even relevant, I think the men's program wasn't relevant for 30-some years. The women's team was, was, was competing at World Cups. They were competing at Olympics. They won two Olympic bronze medals. So they were the ones carrying the program. And now they're saying, hey, wait a minute. I, I, we understand the men's team qualified for the World Cup, but now we want similar compensation. And I think they're absolutely right. I think the Canada soccer has to find a way to do that because they owe it to this program because this program 
carried Canada soccer for so long. And you look at a player like Christine St. Clair, you look at players like Janine Becky, they're household names yes. now because of what they've done for this program. And I think um, I'm totally on board with, with what the, the, the Canadian women are, are looking for here. And, and I think it's just really a matter of Canada soccer stepping up and, and, and doing the right thing. Okay, so they stepped up and said, okay, that's it, we're out. We're not training, we're not taking part in this, as you said, pretty important tournament. Um, but that changed by Sunday. What happened? What did um, Canada soccer throw up and say, yeah, probably a good idea if you show up? Yeah, it, you know, Canada soccer, I guess they played that the, the litigation card uh, right away, and they said, no, if you guys don't play, then we're going we're gonna to sue you for, for not playing in this tournament. And this is a pretty... Um, this tournament is is a is a pretty high end tournament. They, you know, this is hosted by the United States, uh, and they usually invite some pretty high end teams there. So it's it, it's a it's a it's a big tournament as far as exposure goes for these players uh, and the women's game. And so to Just not to- participate in it, it would be a, a a big deal. So I think what happened was is Canada right away instead of negotiating, Canada Soccer said, "No, we're going to sue you guys if you don't play." And reluctantly, that kind of forced the players back onto the field. So, 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 where do we go from here? The contract expired in 2021. What's the timeline for getting a new contract put in place, Derek? Well, it should have been already done, and now you're looking at well, it should be done before the Women's World Cup, which starts in July. So, I think, and I think that was the one of the issues with the with the men last year is that they didn't have that contract in place. And I think part of the problem is is that there's there's a lot of money going into Canada soccer right now with in terms of sponsorship dollars, in terms of of prize money that 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 the, the association got for qualifying for the men's World Cup that they're getting for qualifying for the women's World Cup, but no one seems to know where this money is going, and and, and I think they they just want um, some uh, transparency. They they want to say, okay, where are your dollars going for Canada soccer? Canada soccer saying, well, we're spending money on this and this and this, but they're not showing any anything specific, and I think that's what the players want, and I think that's where they have to start is where is this money going? Show us where this money is going. Don't tell us you don't have the money. Just tell us, show us why you don't have the money. And I think that's where the impasse is right now is that for whatever reason, Canada Soccer doesn't want to open the books and show their finances to the players. And as far as the women's team, they're saying we've been forced back to work for the next few weeks. We're going to take part in this tournament, and then after that, all bets are off. So um, it's not settled. It's not like, okay, you've 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 threatened us with legal action, so we're back on board. It's like, okay, we'll do this, but then we're going to escalate again, right? So this isn't over from their point of view. No, not at all, because now there's there's this tournament, and then they're, they're what they're called international windows, where the club teams uh, take a break, and then they allow the national teams to kind of prepare and, and play exhibition games leading up to the Women's World Cup. So this tournament is, is a two-week tournament. They'll play in this tournament. There's three games. And then, obviously, there's, there's going to be times where there's going to be international breaks where Canada can schedule more games. And now I think what the players are saying is, hey, we'll play in this tournament, but if we don't have an agreement and we're not satisfied by the time the next international break comes, by the time we schedule the next set of games leading up to the Women's World Cup, then we're not going to play that one yeah. as well. So this is it looks like they've dug in, and I think, you know, good on them for digging in. I think it, it's important, and it, it just—it's a shame that it got to this point because these negotiations should have happened a long, long time ago. And, and for whatever reason, they were put off and put off and put off, and then and they've come to this this situation. It's really too bad because 
we should be talking about how good this team is and how good this team is expected to do at the Women's World Cup, and, and instead we're talking about labor, labor negotiations. Exactly. So it's, it's unfortunate in that regard. Um, last one, and I'll let you go. A lot of support, the men's team, as you said, but also government, right? And, and you know, like you're pointing the finger at Canada soccer, so is the government saying maybe we need to take a closer look at management there. They're under some pressure. They're certainly um, under the microscope, right? For sure, because they do get government funding. So Canada soccer does get government funding, kind of like Hockey Canada did before they pulled it. But um, they get government funding, so now they basically say, here's the money, you guys deal with it. But now when there's when there's issues like this, with, when, when you're having issues with both of your national team programs, both the men and the women, yeah, they're going to take a closer look, and now they're going to want to see, okay, where is this money being spent? Why don't you have money to pay the, the women as equally as you did the men? And uh, now once government gets involved, you know, all bets are off here. Um, they can always pull that funding like they did for Hockey Canada. So this this could be a serious situation. And, and I think, like I said before, this to me falls squarely on the executive of Canada Soccer. They need to do the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. Derek, thanks so much for your call. I appreciate it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.